The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15, the Baby Boomer panel. We're going to talk about what would they, or us as Baby Boomers, want to teach kids today about sex. And we'll find out what their education was. And also now that they have grandchildren, do they want to talk to them? We'll find out after this. Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. All right, you know you can always send me your emails to laurie at drlaurie.com. So let me just start with this one. Hi, Lori. I've recently hooked up on chat with a guy that I knew from high school like a really long time ago. So I'm wondering if she's a boomer too. I can tell by deciphering the chats that he is part in my language BSing about a lot of things. Why do they think we cannot put it all together? They, I'm assuming... Men, I don't know. Uh, Then they wonder why we don't hook up with them. All I can say is that I'm glad he believes his own lies because I don't. Listen, when you have a gut feeling that someone is BSing you, they probably are, you know, and these days you can do a little bit of search here and there and find out some truths and find out if somebody is uh, lying to you about one or two things, you can bet there are generally more lies that are there. So uh, I say go with your gut, go with your instinct, and uh, and just let it go. Uh, 514-800, if you want to text in, uh, if you have a question, a comment, uh, you're more than welcome to. And of course, uh, if you want to call in, we welcome your calls, and especially when we have our Boomer panel on, if there's anything you want to talk to them about or you want to ask them or comment on, it's 514-790-0800. Hello, Dr. Lori, I love your stuff stuff, I guess the show. So you've helped me with tons of things. I've asked several questions. I've always wanted to have sex with my wife and a vibe, a vibrator on her clitoris. She likes them all, but she would rather have D than mess around with a little three vibe. Okay. So you're talking about like the D battery one. So the bigger size vibes. Okay. My goal is that she orgasms with me every time. Not an easy task. All the vibrators I got her were great giving her oral with the vibe on the clitoris. We just got the G-spot vibe and she loves it. It's long enough she can hold it on herself and I make the magic. So thankful. Uh, She always wants the real thing. She's against masturbation, but now I'm afraid she's really liking it. I just hope she doesn't turn nympho and leave me. Ha ha. It's really fun. Uh, So clearly this is working for your wife and good. Uh, I'm not sure what she's against when it comes to masturbation or what have you. But um, having said that, using sex toys during sex does not take away from the real thing. It's all the real thing if you incorporate whatever works, right? So uh, as we know, the majority of women do not orgasm through just simply intercourse. So uh, you said you use it at the same time, which is ideal. So yes, she has the real thing inside of her with some clitoral stimulation on the outside, which would probably give maximum uh, pleasure for someone who needs that clitoral stimulation, which is the majority of women, 80% of women. So incorporating sex toys 
in your lovemaking in no way should make you feel threatened that she's going to like her toys better than you. Uh, understand that for women, sex is an all-encompassing experience and it's got the emotional aspect to it and the physical aspect to it. So it isn't just about having that, uh, that orgasm. So I really, really don't think um, you have anything to worry about. A comment on, uh, for the woman who um, recently hooked up with somebody from high school, uh, because men in general are not honest when they are after something. Would people agree with that, that men in general, if they want hookups, will not be honest? I just hate to think that that's like the go-to, the, the, the just be dishonest just so you can get some action. It's a, That would disappoint me greatly. Um, maybe I'm just uh, one of those hopeless romantics or a dreamer or whatever you're going to call me. I, I always look at the bet for the best in people, not the worst. So whenever the worst happens, I'm always like uh, uh, surprised. I, I'm, I know I shouldn't be. I know it's called me somewhat naive even at this age, but I, it's just hard for me to wrap my head, head around sometimes. The, the people who take advantage of others, who manipulate, who lie because they just want to get something. And I know those people exist. It just always baffles me when, um, you know, when I hear these stories and it's disappointing. It just makes me feel like blah about, you know, sometimes just about humans in general. And I don't like to feel that. Uh, some women do like toys better than the real thing. It's not that they like it better than the real thing. It's that the toys give them a different sensation than sex with a partner, but sex with a partner gives them something else. So they may have um, maybe better orgasms with their toys because no man's hand or mouth can move as fast as a vibrator, let's be honest. But when she's having sex with a partner, it's not just for the orgasm. It's, it's, the, it's the whole experience of the thing. So if it was just about having the orgasm, yeah, she wouldn't need the man. But that's not when you talk to any woman. That's not what it's about. That's not what it's about, especially a woman who's in a relationship with somebody. So there is a, a difference. Um, let's see. My question is, with women getting older and gray, which many of us are, are getting gray in this uh, pandemic, not that we're getting gray, just we're letting the gray show, <laughs> does a woman's pubes turn gray too? I'm only 40 and my wife is 39. She's got a gray streak in the curtains, but none in the carpet. <laughs> what age has it become uh, uh, gray or does it, like, does it all turn gray? Um, that's interesting because that's also very different. I think the, the, the pubic hair does turn gray, absolutely, um, but not at the same rate, um, as far as I know, as the hair on, on one's head. So they're different follicles. I think they're, it's just like you can go bald up upstairs and uh, be hairy everywhere else, right? So, um, but you can, of course, you can get gray there too. <laughs> Although I don't know too many women who um, color the hair uh, down there, frankly. 
they might take it all off, but uh, coloring it, uh, not, not so sure. Uh, we do not consider it a lie. We omit some truths. Does that make you feel better? Uh, not really. Like, uh, well, if I ask you straight out, I would want an honest answer. I wouldn't want, uh, you know, that's what I would expect is an honest answer. Omitting like important truths, I'm not so big on um, either. But I guess everybody decides what truths and when to let those truths out, right? But if it's to manipulate, it, to me, it's all about the intent, right? So if you're meeting somebody new, you're not going to give them your entire life story with all the skeletons in your closet on date one or two or three. That person has to earn the right to have all this information. They have to, uh, you have to uh, build trust in order for them to have all that information. Um, that's for those, that's totally understandable. I would not expect all of that. But certain things like, are you married? Uh, you know, like certain big things that will affect you that, that they will hide in order to get you, that I have a problem with. Absolutely. Coming up, a fun night with our baby boomer panel tonight. Sharon and Mark join us and uh, we'll have a little bit of fun. That's a safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Does the music bring you back to a certain era? Well, let's hope this show does. It is our baby boomer panel tonight, but before I introduce you to the panel, let me share a poem from our passion poet about this subject. Let's look back at the 50s. We took rhythm and blues and added soul. The music was upbeat and fresh, and we called it rock and roll. The 60s had Beatlemania. The Cuban Missile Crisis did loom, but there was an amazing high point when Neil Armstrong stepped on the moon. It had the Berlin Wall in Vietnam. It had hippies and demonstrations. It had the biggest concert called Woodstock and 60s darkened by assassinations. The 70s brought us disco. Psychedelic music was making ground, taking rock to the next level with a totally different sound. Canada had its defining moments. Sports and politics did clash and roll. The 72 Canada-Russia hockey series, 43. Three seconds left, Henderson scores the winning goal. Baby boomers lived the best era, a revolution of love and peace. Several de decades of amazing change. Cannot pick just one masterpiece. That's great. So well encapsulates uh, these, uh, these decades that, uh, represent the baby boomer era. So tonight there's three of us on this panel because I too am a baby boomer, albeit the youngest of the baby boomers, meaning the cutoff is at, uh, born in 1964 and, or before. So I'm, I'm at the cutoff and I'm, uh, I don't know how old I am. I think I'm 56. It, would that, yes, I'm 56 years old. I lost, I swear, lost count after 50. Don't even know. All right. Uh, so tonight we have a couple of uh, fun and interesting people. First of all, I want to welcome Sharon B. of Sharon B. Bronzer. She is the uh, makeup artist extraordinaire from her heyday till now. She's been doing this for Many decades. Am I decades. To be hearing what she said? No, <laughs> yes, you can on. hear That's it. Too, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay, listen oh. up. Uh, she is a, a widow, a mother of two, oh. grandma of how many, Sharon? 
Oh, hi, Lori. I'm hi. glad to hear you now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm introducing oh. you. How many kids, how many How many grandchildren? Four. Four. And grandma, Two. four, and she is 71 years old. We also yes. we also have Mark. So, Mark, I want to introduce you to Sharon B. Sharon B., I want to introduce you to Mark. Hi, who, Mark. Hi, <laughs> who is, it's very hard to do this, obviously, when we can't see each other, but nonetheless, oh. we're going to make it work. Okay. Uh, Mark is a divorced father of one, grandfather of five. Wow. He is 61 years old. And oh. here's the kicker. He also happens to be our very own passion poet. <laughs> oh, how nice. Yes. So I know our listeners are going to be happy to hear Mark. I guess that kind of puts you on the hot seat, huh, Mark? I guess so. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Oh, good. Some... You got it because it's all yours. But first, <laughs> can I just say something, Lori? Yes, of course. I thank you, first of all, for having me on. It's been a while. I've been on with you a few times and I love it. Yeah. But love... you're right. Not seeing you, not having the earphones and and talking on my phone as a baby boomer. I know, eh? It's all very new, <laughs> very new to me. And I hope it goes well. And if I sound like an idiot, no, sorry, everybody. Stop that right now. Stop that. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, I have to say, this is a, a first actual where I have to really concentrate and use my brain with the COVID. I really? Must... Why? Uh, what, what do you think is done to your brain? Oh, you know, it's been it's been hard. It's been really hard. You know, like business stopped, everything stopped, and right. you've got to. You, you know, it, it was just a very hard hard experience when you're so used to being very productive, very busy, mm-hmm. very out there with people, right? And then you know, nothing. So it was hard. I know very Sharon hard. very well, and Sharon is one of those social butterflies who loves 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 people and loves hugging so this must be a killer for you totally not to be able to give everybody your bear hugs oh you bet you know there's that saying about dis-ease you you're not feeling well because when your soul is at Mm dis-ease well let me tell you my soul was a total dis-ease because i was not able to be me and it, it was a killer Right. I'm hugging you all. <laughs> Mark, have you experienced it the same way? Like how in terms of the the missing of that physical connection? Well, yes. Um, you know, uh, I, it's been a long time since I'd seen my daughter. However, I did go see her um, just a few days ago and uh, played Yay. with the uh, grandkids in the pool. Yay. I mean, enough is enough. I mean, you know, uh, you know it'd been, uh, what, uh, Almost three months. More, mm-hmm. yes, like yeah, yeah, three months. It's, yeah, it's not more. And I sent you that little video of his uh, of my grandson's birthday. Delicious. You know, the, the, the fire department showing up. He got a big kick out of that. Right. Aww. But yeah. uh, but but nonetheless, yeah. You know what? But you know, I didn't find it as bad as others because uh, I never stopped working. Okay. Like I'm I'm a technician, so you know. Uh, essential service. Yeah, essential service. So like I did get to, um, you know, I, I communicate with other people. It's not like I was in total solitude. Right. Right. And, right. Of, and of course, you sent in poems every night to Passion. That's it. Yeah, well, I can't have to do that. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so nice. I'd love to hear some of oh, them. Oh, you just, Sharon, you're not listening to the show enough because Mark can produce poems like out of his, I don't wow. know where he comes from, but produces them right on the spot. He doesn't know the topics ahead of time. Some people thought he works for us. And <laughs> I was like, no, 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 Mark is a listener. And uh, just so happened that uh, we uh, connected with Mark on the lat- two Boomer shows ago where he was on as well. And, uh, of course, we didn't tell people then that he was the Passion Poet. But now I figured wow. it's okay because people were guessing. So I'm going to say that. Okay, I want to start with a topic tonight. Mm-hmm. Um 
and it's about sex, but it's about kids and sexuality. More like what would you want kids to know or what would you, if it was up to you to teach the kids about sex, what would you teach them? I teach them to go ask their parents. To ask their, ask their parents about sex? <laughs> yeah, to teach them. Uh, you know, Lori, no, no joke aside, with all of the Internet things and the kids on their screens constantly, I know it's happened where some kids, you know, young, mm-hmm. are watching porn. Mm-hmm. That, to me, was absolutely frightening. Yeah. And that is like, I mean, parents have to be so aware and to make sure that they, whatever they have, you're the technician, Mark, whatever they have to do to make sure that they know what their kids are watching because children watching porn can really screw them up as so, far as sex. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, can, I couldn't agree with you more. I, th- I think yeah. porn is the worst thing for a young mind to watch. Oh, totally. But you're happy it's there for you. I'm thrilled to that. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to clarify that for a minute. Um, That's funny. So knowing this... Sharon, would you ever now talk to your grown-up children about what to teach their children? Uh, I would have discuss. We're very open. I would have discussions with them if they even would feel comfortable with me talking about sex to their children because they may have another point of view or something that they may think differently from me. Right. And it also, you know, I have two grandsons and I have two granddaughters. Mm-hmm. So it would be different conversations with either of the sexes. Why? Well, I would want to teach. Um, you know what? That's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> you know, there's, it's more important. Well, you know, the girls should know more about respect and how to value their bodies and not to be treated you know, as some girls can be treated because the boys, you know how they are. Yeah, and what ages. are you teaching the boys? Why wouldn't you want to teach that to Same the boys? Thing. Respect. Right. Number one is respect. Respect somebody else's body. Respect their words. Respect their choice. No is no. And and, and as far as the actual, I would get, I would look for really great books mm-hmm. and sit down and read with them. I would. Okay, good. So as a grandma... Yes. Do you think that you're more open to talking about sex to your grandkids than you were to your kids about sex? Oh, yeah. We never talked about sex. Isn't that interesting? Of, yeah. It was kind of like not necessary. I didn't talk sex to my parents either. It's just something that we found out as time went on. You know, it was just not something we talked about until Dr. Ruth came along. And then there was Lori. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, what about you? Do you? Did you talk to your daughter about sex at all? Well, you know what I think the trick is? Uh, you see, I, I, I took a different approach to it. She wasn't only my daughter. She was my friend. Okay? Mm-hmm. But when my daughter became a teenager, I was already divorced. Okay. okay? But we stayed, you know, we were always very, very close. Okay. And she knew she could tell me anything without it going back to her mother. Mm-hmm. Okay? You know, to a certain degree, that is, right. you know? So um, I gave her the sex talk. In fact, I had to give it twice, and twice to uh, to two young girls. One was uh, an ex-girlfriend's daughter. She asked me to give it to her. Hmm. And, you know, it's kind of funny because I remember um, saying, well, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I said, I don't want you around. And I remember saying to her, I started talking to her, and I remember her freaking out. She's going, if this is about sex, 
I, you don't have to tell me everything, uh, anything I already know. And I told her, I said, no, you don't know anything. But in 30 minutes, you'll know everything. Well, everything. And okay. I, well, everything. <laughs> basically, you know, basically the thing was, and, and I, I emphasized uh, quite a bit on how young men are with young ladies, mm-hmm. which I think is uh, very, very important because I was a teenager too. Right. So you were giving them the benefit of, hey, I remember what it was like as a horny teenage boy, so girls watch out. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, you have to tell them, you know what I mean? Uh, You know, like, and and it's important. I mean, boys are boys, you know what I mean? And will they um, be dishonest to get something that they want? Absolutely. Okay, but when do we stop saying boys will be boys? See, we, somewhere this was our generate the the boomer generation maybe not me so much but maybe you guys are a little older where we excused behavior from boys by saying well boys will be boys which kind of kept us away from teaching them the way to treat girls we would tell the girls and we would warn them but we didn't i don't know if we did as good a job teaching the boys about how to respect women i don't think so either I really don't, you know what I mean? Because when I was growing up, nobody gave me the sex talk. Uh, um, um, I learned two ways. I learned from uh, from my sister's uh, best friend mm-hmm. and school. Oh, you got some in school? Uh, yeah, we had sex education in school. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. We didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. Well, it was no. a cartoon, you know what I mean? A cartoon, yeah. Oh, that Oh, that movie, okay. That, yeah, that movie, you yeah. know what I mean? Not, not that- much of one. Um, no. This no. is our Baby Boomers panel tonight. We have uh, Mark, who is 61, Sharon B., who is 71. 53. And, yeah, 53 plus. <laughs> uh, and myself, who is, uh, I always forget, 56. Yes, 56. Uh, we're talking about uh, what would we want kids to know about sex in today? What would we want to teach them and what we want them to know? Of course, none of us got really grew up with much sex talk like it, our generation no. our parents did not really talk about it mine didn't yours you know yours didn't no. and, and you didn't either for your own kids so yeah, you know, we had to learn along the way and what we acquired i suppose some wisdom that we would want our children and our grandchildren and youth of today to know we'd love to hear from you as well at 514-800 you can call in at 514-790-0800 join our baby boomer panel especially if you're a a boomer as well and you want to put in your two cents we welcome that right now let's check in with the cjd 800 newsroom the following program contains mature subject matter listener discretion is advised from the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Kudos to our technical uh, producer, Dave, who's finding us all this great music. Of course, when I asked him to play, you know, <laughs> boomer music, he had no idea what I was talking about. You mean Ze- Led Zeppelin? <laughs> Among others. So we're, oh, all, we're all dancing to this because we all recognize this. Um, joining us tonight on our Baby Boomer panel, we have Mark, who is uh, divorced. He uh, has five grandchildren. He's 61 years old. He's also our passion poet. We have Sharon B., who is a, a female entrepreneur. She is a, a makeup artist and has been for how many years, Sharon? 
40? <laughs> 40 years. Yeah, and at I least. Like to think of myself as 21 with 40 years experience. I like that. Yes, I like, I like that. that too. Perfect yeah. work. I will take that. I will keep that. For and sure. uh, Sharon is a widow. She is a mother of two, grandma of four, and 71. Right. And myself, 56, married with two grown children now. Uh, when I started the show, it's so funny to me because when I say I have grown children, they moved out of the house, they're they're gone. When I started this very show, I was still uh, basically breastfeeding <laughs> one <Huh>? child. <laughs> I used to take her to the radio wow. station with me. Uh, yeah. That's how, yeah, it's crazy how time flies. But I was that's, just going to say that. Yeah, I know, I know. And so this this show is my baby too because I've been growing up with with it too. I watch as my kids get older, this show gets older, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Anyway, I have some text messages I want to share with you guys. Uh, this person says, seems we're the same age, Lori, just turned 56 today. Happy birthday! I wish you had a name here so we can wish you an official happy birthday. And wants to know, when did Mark turn 61? I thought you mentioned a month ago he was 60. Did you just turn 61? No. Oh, okay. You just kind of... You're very young to have five grandchildren. That's awesome. That's great. He can play with them, you know, uh, on the the ground. Yeah. I'm I'm the fun grandfather, you know what I mean? But they wear me out, eh, you know? Oh, Uh, I'm sure. They wear me out. (laughs) I'm sure. There's nothing better than grandchildren, right? Yeah, yeah, it's tons of fun. I'm Uh, looking forward to that day, guys. I'm not there yet, but I am looking forward to that. Uh, this oh texter wrote, I'm a boomer who never, ever once spoke about sex with my parents, but a group of us were educated by a girl who took it upon herself to give a show and tell of anatomy, etc., without touching. Crude as it may sound, it certainly enlightened us. I think she's talking about me. <laughs> I think I was the girl who did the educating. <laughs> That was my job. When I was in high school and we had no education, I would go. This is how my whole career started. I'm sure it it influenced me a lot, but Dr. Ruth certainly had a a big influence and it was great to finally hang out with her uh, this year. But um, I used to go and get information. I used to have encyclopedias at home and they were the graphic kinds with pictures. So I used to take those, study those along with Cosmo magazine that had all the how-tos. You know, there was always articles about how to give your man mind-blowing whatever. Uh, And so I used to read all of those, and then I would transmit that information to my friends. So at recess and lunch, there would be groups of us literally talking about all of this. So I might be that girl who gave those lessons. (laughs) You know, it it just shows you when your purpose in life is meant to be, it starts somehow. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's like I was doing makeup without knowing where I'd go, but I was doing makeup for my friends. So yeah, you probably did everybody for proms and parties and whatever, right? Yeah, just like because you know, just like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So a couple of uh, so first, I want to wish officially Marissa a very happy birthday today. So congratulations. Happy birthday. So here's um I have a couple of uh, of texts here, and and this goes back to we were talking earlier before you guys came on about men lying because there was somebody who texted in uh, saying you know she reconnected with somebody from high school and then has been realizing that he's been bsing her for in chats and and whatever and she put two and two together and none of it made sense. Anyway, uh, so this person writes, Hi, Lori, my good friend, 
this is about the lying situation, went out with a guy for a few years. He had two sons and at the breakfast table, they mentioned someone else. She asked her boyfriend about it later in private. Then she found out he had another son that he'd never mentioned. How how can you be with someone for a few years and not mention his first son? She's now married to him. Hope he's not hiding more. So talking about those lies of omissions, but that's a big, big omission. Yeah, you're telling a child. Come on. But I want to talk to Mark about this as a man from that generation back then. Mm -hmm. Um, You think men lie to get what they want? Absolutely. Even now, like, do you think, is it, a, is it an age thing? Is, is this just a male thing? What is it? Um, I, I, I don't want to speak for all males, okay? Yeah, please, but, yeah, exactly. But, but I, <laughs> obviously. But I can assure you, okay, I have a, um, the circle of friends that I'm in, let's call them acquaintances, okay? Mm-hmm. From what I hear, okay, um, they never grew up. They're, uh, they're still 16 in certain ways. Oh, geez. Okay, and you know what? This is, and it's not uncommon. It really isn't uncommon. So, Sharon, we're hearing this as, as yeah. women. Uh, you're you're single. You know, what comes to my mind, Lori, and it may, I don't know if it makes sense at all, but what comes to my mind is I've always said the difference between, you know, boys and girls, men and women. Men do not learn how to communicate as girls do. Mm-hmm. You know, girls will talk about things. They'll express things. There won't be a need to lie. Where maybe, you know, men just have never really got the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The gift mm-hmm. of communication like we do as girls. You know, they'll have their dolls. They talk to the dolls. What do the boys have was, was really the sports and things like that. So I don't know if that would have anything to do with it. It's, mm-hmm. it's a way of... Not knowing how to communicate, I don't know. So does it? will tell a total stranger more personal things than I'll tell a close friend or a girlfriend or a wife. Mm-hmm. A woman, you said? No, uh, they'll a tell man a stranger. Tell like, a total stranger. That's why therapists are there. That's right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's quite true. Uh, where there's a lot that they won't share. But so, why do you think not, Mark? Is there is there a um, uh, an unwritten rule about men men should not be vulnerable and if that's the case because I know we kind of grew up in a generation where you know boys are boys will be boys but men don't cry men have to be tough men have to be strong and do we really want to pass that same thing on to this generation like would you want your grandson to feel that way you know growing up um, when you're a teenager, when you're when you're a teenage boy, you uh, you wear your sleeve on your shoulder. If a girl breaks up with you, you basically uh, sh- you know you pretend with your friends, you shrugged it off, no big deal. So what? I don't care. But deep inside, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. You grow up, and uh, when the same thing happens, you uh, experience that same emotion, but in a much different way, and it hurts just as much. Right but you handle it in a different way. And um, that's basically all it boils down to. You know what I mean? We never, men, boys and men, always have the same emotion when it comes to women. They just handle it in a different way. Now, if you wanted to go and explore how, um, uh, if a teenage boy would lie to a girl to get what he wants, absolutely. Would a man do it? It depends on the man and and Mm -hmm. if he has any honor. 
Well, but I would hope, I would hope that we could raise boys to be honorable from the get-go. You could, sure. Absolutely. So, well, so you they have to be honest with themselves. I think a lot of that would also be with what they're growing up with. What are they seeing with their own parents? Yes, yes. You know, that has a lot to do with, with so much divorce today, so much whatever they're learning in their homes. A lot of them aren't learning to love the way that some are really uh, um, fortunate to learn. Or to communicate in, in yeah. the way that we were we were talking about. So there's still work to, to be done. So if I go back and what would you teach kids today about sex, I would think, I think that, that these are some of the things we would want them to learn from the mistakes of how we grew up and the damage it might have done to us. Because now there's a recognition that, hey, you know, we should... It's okay to be sensitive. It's okay to be to be yeah. vulnerable with someone you love. It's okay. That doesn't make you uh, less of a man, for sure not. And so, for you, Mark, it's really okay to even recite a poem for them. <laughs> that's, that's right. Recite the poem. Uh, coming back, we'll take more of your text with our baby boomer panel, Mark and Sharon B. Uh, joining me tonight. We can talk about uh, boomer singlehood. How different is it from singlehood in, you know, as a millennial, for example, uh, we'll find out the uh, boomer uh, take on dating coming up next. After- with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Well, it's a good thing this isn't visual because I'm dancing. <laughs> uh, we have our baby boomer panel here. Mark, who is 61. Sharon B. of uh, Sharon B. Bronzer, bronzer.ca, is here. She is a, a makeup artist and Thank has you. been for several uh, decades. I know we're here as baby boomers, so I'm not like, I don't want to get stuck on the age thing. You know, we're all over 50. <laughs> but you know, Laurie, honestly, today, I don't say it just for myself. I myself, I mean, I say my age and I go, what? There's no way that I believe the age that I am in number. Because in spirit and in my soul and in in life, I'm, I'm, I'm 50. Yeah, so right. Today, I'm 21. I'm 21. <laughs> I hope you're not a lying 21-year-old. Uh, I'm not old shipping. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Uh, it, it's true that as we age, we don't necessarily... It, it is a number that doesn't seem to match what's in our brains either. Yeah. How yeah. many have purple hair, Lori? Yeah, I know. You're pretty... Uh, you can't... Sharon B. It cannot be missed. You uh, see a, a girl, a woman with short purple hair, it's her. Uh, Let me just share a couple of uh, texts here and you guys can comment. So somebody wrote in, I disagree vehemently with the panel. I am single male with several female acquaintances. I'm able to talk about any subject whatsoever. By the way, these women are all in relationships where their partners are aware of me. So, but you might be an exception to the rule and why all these women are talking to you. Um, and why you are their friend, right? If they can get a male perspective and get the, the you're not, you don't want something from them. I, I think, Mark, that's what you were talking exactly. about. It's like if you're, if you're trying to seduce somebody somehow, you, whatever, you use whatever tools in your toolbox, but unfortunately some of those tools are not so uh, nice. 
Yeah. Uh, Texter here. I'm 52 years old and I never had sex in a long time. And I'm honest. And I'm honest. Do I have to lie to have sex again? Yes, LOL. If, if it's been a long time, lie. What do you want? What do you want him to say? Lie. No, L- no, lie. I'm only <laughs> uh, Another text. Is that says, a male or a female? I, I don't know. I'm assuming. Does it matter? I'm. Ass- doesn't matter. No, but since we're talking about men lying, I'm assuming it's a male. Uh, Texter writes, hi, Dr. Troy, the boomer panel is great. Yeah, it's definitely sad to hear whenever men lie really frequently. Omitting telling about having a son to a partner sure is a big one. Um, That's deceit. Yeah, that's deceit, exactly. I, uh, I mean, why would you... Why would you hide such an important? Yeah. Uh, if I was the kid who is not met, like I would be what? I'm that unimportant. But, but you know, <laughs> Doctor Laurie, there is another thing. Okay, even like with me, um, I'm not the type of person like I. I just don't uh, talk about myself a lot. So if somebody doesn't ask me a direct question, mm-hmm. they're not going to get the answer, and it takes time for things to be revealed about me. And they always think, I never knew that about you. Well, well, you never asked, and it never came around. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, I don't sit there with a resume going, here, this is who I am. It's not, it's not about giving a resume, Mark, but it is about um, connecting at a level where you're sharing, where you're not afraid to be vulnerable. So if nobody asks you questions, that doesn't mean you don't talk. That's like saying to me anyway, that if a kid doesn't ask you questions about sex, you don't need to talk to them about sex. No, you're not, you don't, I don't think you're catching exactly what I mean. Like, you know, like when you're, when you're with somebody and, uh, you know, the relationship's going on, um, you know, they might say to you, you know what, do you have any, uh, do you have any kids? And you go, yeah, I got a kid and I got five grandkids. Like that type of uh, mm-hmm. conversation will come up and, and information is flowed like that. Yeah, that's information. There's a difference between information, fact, facts, and how you feel about those facts, right? So being say, being able to say, yeah, I have five grandkids and, and, and one daughter, That's those are just facts. But talking about how it all makes you feel... Yeah. is the vulnerability part of it. It's not it's not just about the facts. That's the I think that's what I think Sharon you were alluding to that is that that men have a harder time communicating yeah. the emotion behind the fact. Exactly. Rather than the fact. That's yeah. true. I all they, agree with that 100%. Yeah, they didn't play with their dolls. They didn't call their girlfriends when they broke up with a, a guy. They right. didn't share. Right. And Mark with what you were saying as far, I think, you know, it takes two to tango. You never know. You may meet somebody that you will talk to who is going to be so amazing for you to completely open up that you'll say to yourself, oh, my God, I can't believe how much I'm sharing with this person. Right. That's true, And too. that could just be the chemistry between the two of you. Yes, absolutely. You just may have not experienced that so much. That's, that's a good point, Sharon. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you, Lou. <laughs> uh, this text writes in, I went on a first date during COVID, but on the day that we were supposed to meet, he was already drinking at noon and expected me to take public transit to go directly to his house. <sighs> Suffice it to say that it didn't last long, but we spent a long time texting and talking. He at least kept me from going insane um, but his intentions, I guess he had other intentions, which she, she would have none, none of it. So of course those are the, the red flags and the lying parts or the manipulation parts or the, like, you still have to be aware of that. And, and maybe guys don't realize cause the, the texter who had wrote in that question says, how do guys not realize that we don't see through it? 
You know, mm. it, it's like if you, it's not that hard. And, and maybe women are better at sniffing out the lies than men are. And, and there have been studies on that where they say that women are, for example, when it comes to cheating, oftentimes men never realize their partners, their female partners are cheating, but the men somehow almost always get discovered. <laughs> I've always said that women, when it comes to uh, relationships, are far more intelligent than men. Well, we learn it, I think. We... Yeah, well, more experienced, because you're more apt to meet a guy that's not so honest, as a guy is more apt to meet a, a woman that's dishonest. Well, but I think it's it's more about, because we learn at a young age, because we have these conversations a lot we're socialized to to be able to to do this like we rely on our friends when we're down right whereas right. guys don't necessarily call up their their buddy uh, when they're teenagers and say i'm so sad uh you know uh, my girlfriend broke up with me i don't know what to do with myself like they're they're less likely to do that i don't know mark would you would you agree with that like would you share Absolutely. that information I'll, with I'll your guy you, friends I'll, i can give you the perfect example I have a close friend of mine who used to idolize his wife, idolize mm-hmm. her. Every time I seen her, she was uh, the top of the world. And then I ran into him. It was, um, you know, I hadn't seen him in a, in, a, in a little while, and he told me he was getting a divorce. His wife had filed for divorce. Mm-hmm. From that point forward, she was every, the worst thing under the sun. And I remember saying to him, I said, wait a minute. You know, it was only two, three months ago you were madly in love with her, and she was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right. So don't tell me uh, you hate her now. I right. said, you know what, you're just hurting. That's good. It's good that you pointed it out. But I think that the socializing is the ex- the extremes, right? So the anger men do can do well because they're they're socialized to get out their anger, and and it's like that's where the the guy thing, mm-hmm. where we have that expectations, or we say they're just boys. Or whatever they get it out there with through anger and then resolve it like that. Whereas girls talk it out, talk it out, talk it out. Uh, in order, and not to... to mention, women can turn the page a lot easier than a man. You think? Absolutely, absolutely. Why would you say that? Um, I, don't I, I have so. a good circle of friends, and I, I see it happening constantly. When a guy gets broken up to it from a girl, it's devastating for him, but her, you know, it's basically okay. You know what? Uh, you know, I turned the page. I'm moving on, and uh, hmm. yeah, and that's yet. It. And yet, I don't agree. <laughs> yeah, well, yet research shows that, uh, like, when men or women are widowed, that men are far more likely to um, get back into a relationship really quickly, whereas women, yeah. not not so 100%. much. 100%. Right? Yeah. Sharon, as a, as oh, a, yeah. as a widow I know yourself. That. It's, it's a fact. I mean, men will not want to be alone. They immediately will turn around and look for a woman much faster than a woman will look for a man. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you on that. On that note, uh, we must close up our Baby Boomer panel. I want Aww. to uh, thank you so much. I hope you will join us uh, again. You. And uh, thanks, it's always thanks fun. Thanks so much, Dr. Laurie. It was really fun. I'm glad. I come back. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, yes, Mark, keep writing those poems. The Passion community loves them. 
Wow, so uh, yeah. we expect them from you. Thanks again, Mark. Thank you. Nice to meet All you, right. Mark. Nice to meet you. <laughs> stay Sharon. well. Stay safe. <laughs> That's right. Stay safe, everybody. If anybody wants to know more about Sharon B. Bronzer, bronzer.ca. Mm. Very simple, bronzer.ca. Best bronzer. Uh, the only piece of makeup you'll ever uh, need. Oh, I'm giving you a little Lori. plug because I use it every day, So except Thank during you. COVID. But yes. Thank you. Well, that has become my new love. After my husband died. The bronzer became my love because well, it helps women, and I love that. And it gives you it gives you purpose, which is which is oh, always great. Yes, thank, thank God. you so much, guys. Really appreciate you. having you both on. All right, thank you take you. care. Bye bye. Take now. care. Stay safe, everybody. Uh, thank you, thank you all for uh, your texts and and taking part in our Boomer panel. It's fun to have different perspectives. I really really uh, enjoy it. And thank you to the listeners who made me realize we needed a Boomer panel because it's only been like our, our third or fourth one. So uh, we're gonna do this every month, just as we do the uh, millennial panel and all that so thank you thanks to uh, dave simon our technical producer who managed to find us all this great music from our era so thank you thank you uh, you can connect with me on social media at dr Lori betito b-e-t-i-t-o is how you spell my last name or through my website drlaurie.com d-r-l-a-u-r-i-e.com through there you can also email me. So if you want to get in touch with me, you could do it through there. You can also find our po- the podcast of all the past shows on that website as well. Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion.